This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Good Talk back again. Tom smashing glasses while he's doing a show. <laughs> it's all good. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But that's that's probably how this show is going to be today because I'm incredibly, incredibly tired. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for biding your time. Thank you for being so patient. The fact that there's been no morning show for the last two days. I can only apologize I have been away. Um, I have been on a stag do of my own, my own stag. I don't want to say it like it wasn't even mine. I've been on my stag do since Friday. Got back about two hours. Yeah, two hours ago. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good to be fair. I'm feeling fine actually. Uh, I've recovered a lot quicker than I thought I was going to. Um, so I'm good. I'm fresh. I'm ready to get back to work. Ready to get back to chatting about Arsenal. And what a game I get to talk about. I thankfully was able to watch it as well on the Friday nights. That was a big, big concern that I wasn't going to be able to watch the game. And I was able to watch the game. So uh, I can talk about it. I'm also going to get a guest on to have a little bit of a natter with in just, just under 10 minutes or so as well. So thank you so many of you for tuning in as always and for sticking with the channel and coming back, of course, when we've returned to um and uh thank you so much for the kind comments about the uh the graphics this is the first time that we've used the raw reaction show graphics this time around these will be shared across both this show and the tactical breakdown so i'm hoping you like the away strip aesthetic uh as well thank you so much for tuning in any picks says uh sean not really uh i did tweet out the dress wear of which i was basically thrust into um which wasn't the most i mean yeah it is what it is sandals socks shin pads shorts a pink football shirt a captain's armband a headband all of that stuff yeah standing at the station was was wonderful Abs- absolutely wonderful um so yeah but it was uh it was a great weekend so thank you so much for the questions uh yes i, I am indeed back thank you temi thank you uh, Jose, thank you, MRM. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, NSW, thank you. 
Uh, Anthony uh, says, what is this? Should still be on the stag. Not acceptable. Hope you had a good one. Thanks, mate. Much appreciate it. Uh, PJ says, hey, Tom, how was the stag? Can't be the worst than United's game. I mean, I watched that on the train home. What a glorious, glorious thing that was to witness on the way home. Not only a Liverpool drop points, Man United have dropped points as well. We don't care about what those lot are doing down the road. They're going to screw it up. Um, but it, very enjoyable seeing Manchester United struggle. And to be honest, Chelsea also struggle. Despite getting the win against Everton, they're still struggling. You know, I'm feeling really good. But, you know, enough. Enough about other people and other teams. Let's talk about Arsenal. Because if you could ask for a perfect way to set up a brand new season, winning the away game at Crystal Palace, for me, is up there with some of the biggest games. Because our record away at Crystal Palace is just dreadful genuinely with Arteta before Arteta with Wenger with Emery you know we just could not deal with Selhurst Park and we have played some horrific horrific games there so the fact that we were able to go to Selhurst Park and win I'd like to say fairly comfortably I know that Crystal Palace had a lot of the ball in especially in the second half but I don't think they necessarily threatened bar a couple of clear-cut chances, which Ramsdale did really, really well with. I think we managed the game really well. I think also, considering the fact that Palace are a side that are going to get chances at home, they're always going to be dangerous, they're always going to pose a threat, we dealt with so much of what they brought really, really astutely. And I was very, very happy with the way in which we approached the game, the way we went into the game, the high intensity, high energy right from the off, really important. And then in the second half, when you've got the lead, being able to hold on to it and ultimately make your chances count, which, of course, Saka did with a very slight, rather large piece of fortune from Mark Gehi. But uh, really brilliant performance, really happy with what we saw, and it makes me even more excited and buzzing about the potential that we could see going forwards. Uh, equally different says Saliba. Huh? I mean, this guy is something. This, this guy is special. I mean, when we talk about... The, the amount of quality we've got in that centre-back area now with not just Saliba, but with White and with Holding there and Gabriel on the left-hand side. We've got a really strong group now of these four, of Saliba, Gabriel, White and Holding, and Tommy Asu you can throw in there as well, of course. A really, really strong group of players that hopefully will keep their kind of position, will keep to rotate, will keep being competitive. But on Saliba specifically you can't beat this guy like you one-on-ones i i challenged i was laying out the gauntlet for premier league forwards you gotta try and beat this guy because it's gonna it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg to be able to do it and to be fair you know ben white playing next to him there's kind of this big obsession this big necessity this need to always want to compare always want to have a better who do you prefer I don't care who's better. I care that we have both of them and they are great. Ben White shut out Wilfred Zaha so many times. I think he made more tackles successfully than anyone else on the entire field, playing in a position that isn't his first choice. And White and Saliba and Gabriel and Zinchenko as a back four was such a solid foundation for Arsenal to then build off of. The second goal in particular, the build-up play for that goal was majestic. Really quality football. Talking about Bakaya Saka, his energy was great. Despite the fact that Gabriel Jesus didn't get on the score sheet, you know, you could really tell the difference that he brings to that front line. The chaos, the unpredictability, the panic that it sets in opposition defenders. All of that combined was absolutely 
Brilliant. Uh, Kewell says, I wanted to address the right-back position this season, but I liked how Ben is playing. I tell you, it's going to be a challenge. It is going to be a challenge uh, for, for Tommy Asu to get back into the team. And that is a great problem to have. Akshat says, I disagree. If Saliba is good, that means Ben White is terrible. You have to pick one and fight to the death. Sending Saliba out online was a terrible idea. Arteta, Edu, Wenger, everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> love it. The Clockwork Tangerine says, if we are really wanting Tillemans, think we need to move this week. Man United are going to be hitting desperation mode now uh, with Frank de Jong looking more likely to go to Chelsea. Potentially, you know, I have a feeling that if another team like United was to move for Tillemans, it would accelerate Arsenal's interest in the player and potentially change it. Uh, Peter uh, says, and by the way, Peter is an absolute legend uh, who uh, does some brilliant DJing and decides to throw some TC favourites into his sets whilst playing. Love you very much, Peter. Ramsdale's distribution, especially the like button, how he hit the like button. I feel like more people should try to do that. I see what you did there, Peter, and I'm appreciating it. Anyway, I did promise you that we'd be bringing in a guest uh, for our show. And uh, speaking of which, let's bring him in. Albert, how you doing, mate? You good? You well? Not, not bad, Tom. It's not been a bad weekend, mate. Starting on Friday, you know, work on Saturday, which is quite normal for me, to be honest. But mm. I'm, I've missed you, Tom, man. I, I forgot what you look like. So I'm glad that you <laughs> asked me to come back on your channel. <laughs> it's a pleasure, my friend. It's a pleasure. Um, no, I'm just, I'm very, very happy because obviously Arsenal starting seasons has not always gone the best way. You know, we've no. lost games, we've dropped points, we've lost silly fixtures you think back to Brentford last season this really does feel like a night and day difference from a year ago doesn't it yeah absolutely I remember the doom and gloom and you know Arsenal fans are the one that ones are, that are fortunate to go to the away games going mm. to a new stadium and then we lose and it's all you know downbeat <laughs> downtrodden because the thing is Tom we knew what was coming after in terms of fixtures fast forward to this season I actually had us down for a draw Mm. I, I had us down for Arsenal. Would Why? Take um, I looked at the fixture and said Arsenal would get 13 points out of 15. And this would be the one that we dropped. This, this would be the one we dropped points. Yeah, because as you mentioned, I was listening to you before you, you brought me in, Tom. Um, Arsenal's record at Selhurst Park is horrendous. It's not great. Let's let's be honest. Um, it don't matter what time of the season we go there. It's just not good. But, um, you know, Tom, I was I was very pleased, man. That first, um, I'd say the first half now, but let's just say the first 40 minutes. Um Arsenal, very, very, very sharp. Um, very, very good interchange. And it's no coincidence for me with adding Zinchenko and adding Jesus. Um, it, it, it's a massive, massive difference. Just gifted, intelligent, footballing IQ, um, the give and goes, Tom, with the guys that are already there in terms of Martinelli and Saka and Erdegaard. Mm. One thing I always look out for, Tom, I must admit, um, is forward plays strikers. This, that's my thing. If I'm being totally honest, and Jesus is a dream. He's a dream. It's not just <laughs> before people need to understand what I'm saying in terms of I like context, Tom, because it's important. Yeah, I'm not talking absolutely. about just yeah. <laughs> I'm not just talking about the game against Palace. Um, I'm not just talking about the preseason games. And Tom, it comes back to what I said before when the links were initially linked with Jesus in terms of Arsenal. I generally could not understand and was baffled by some of the Arsenal fans that were, mm. how, can I, how can I put it politely? Underestimating uh, not, it? Yes, not on board, Tom. Mm. Uh, to me, it was a no-brainer. Um, you know, I, I know a couple of City fans that were very high praise in terms of Jesus, in terms of the player we, we would be getting. And 
not just his pressing, it's his movement. From the amount of times where he should have got the ball, particularly in the first half, but Arsenal players would just didn't find him or not getting their head up in certain areas. But he was integral to a lot of our good play. Um, and Zinchenko did well, um, particularly in the first half, and obviously got the assist for the goal. So we deserve yeah. to go one nil up, Tom. Um, very, very encouraging that first first half, especially. You say first half, especially. You know, the second half, Crystal Palace obviously came into things more. We're playing at Selhurst Park, and they're a very decent side. To expect to dominate Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park is just um, it's out of the question, unless you're mm. perhaps Manchester City. And even then, teams struggle. I remember watching the All or Nothing Manchester City series where you know Pep talks about the, the, how dangerous Selhurst Park is for every team that goes there. I almost felt like we were a team, you know, like the whole analogy of a bully in a playground that's kind of holding a person at arm's length while they swing their arms trying to hit yeah. you but missing. And I know that a couple of jabs got in with the Eze chance in particular and, you know, oh, Ramsdale saved too. Um, Ramsdale dealing with that very, very well. But, you know, Ben White, eight tackles, one dealing with Zaha brilliantly, combining with Saliba when getting down that side didn't really threatened too much in terms of hurting us. They get balls into the box, but we dealt with them well. You said the first half in particular we're very happy with. How do you kind of assess then the second half and how we dealt with the Palace pressure? You kind of touched on it, really. Um, in, inevitably, for me, Palace were going to come out. Um, it wasn't awful in the first half. I think, I think we need we deserve a little bit more credit for keeping them quiet. In particular, Iberi Eze, who for me, I was kind of like, you know what, we need to get grips with him and keep an eye on him and keep him quiet. And we did, to be honest. So I expected the onslaught from Palace and for them to come into it a bit more. That, to me, was going to happen. It just depended on how Arsenal were going to deal with it. Um, massive shout-out to William Saliba. Um, mm. For those that have not watched him when he was playing in France um, and obviously what they've seen in pre-season. I've been, I've been impressed from what I've seen, Tom. I've not seen loads of him, but to see him... And Jamie Carragher's waxing lyrical about him. <laughs> it, it was like, yeah. and I think it's, I think it, I, I understand that in the sense that if you've not seen him play enough when he spent on loan his time at, in at Marseille, just he's one of them defenders, Tom, that he very rarely goes to ground because of his reading of the game. And that's, that's, that's quite a skill and it's quite an art. And he was, he was, he was brilliant in the first half. And I'm glad you touched on Ben White actually, because um, it, it's a topic of conversation that comes up quite a lot. Um, I must have been watching a different game to some Arsenal fans. <laughs> Go on. But to be fair, Tom, but to be fair, there's a particular um, Chelsea fan who has some very interesting opinions about uh, mm. generally, but um, said, said a tweet about Ben White. And like I said, I must have been watching a different game because I thought he played well. Oh, Rory's tweet, you mean? Yes, good old Rory, <laughs> man. Good old Rory. Yeah. Yes, Rory likes a good old debate, doesn't he? Go Rory, yeah. Yeah, Debates I, I, are words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be called something else, but we won't go to it, Tom. Mm. But yeah, I thought Ben White done well. And I think what... And I yeah. would say this is this, this is an Arsenal fans thing, Tom. I've got to be honest. I don't know if you agree or not, but we've got to stop this sort of either or with him or Saliba. Like, Saliba's come back. He's obviously, obviously benefited from being away. Broken mm. into the French squad. He's Absolutely. a very good centre-back, right? We've managed that situation, I think, as well as we could have, to be honest. You know, and the exactly. benefits so, we've got from it. Yeah, yeah. So, right. So, people, ask for us, please, just just, just get on board with Ben White. Ben White's only been here a season, people. Remember that. Like, he's not been, he's not been fundamentally the, the wrong part of the defence over the years at Arsenal for a number of years. Give the, give the guy a break. Like... I don't know why there's so much focus on it. I really don't know why there's this. 
I, I say I don't know. To be honest, part of me thinks that obviously Saliba was a little bit of a uh, sorry, Ben White was a bit of a lightning rod for kind of Arteta outers. I think because obviously we Arteta didn't buy Saliba and sent him on and said he wasn't ready yet, and obviously as I think benefited massively from that loan at Marseille. And I think that Ben White has unfortunately become a bit of a scapegoat for a lot of the people that were quite critical of the decision to then you know, move on Saliba for a season and mm. instead spend £50 million on Ben White. Is is Ben White, when we bought him, worth £50 million? No, I don't think he was. But the situation is with a player like that, when they're English and homegrown and coming for another Premier League team, you're going to pay that kind of money. And what we've got from Ben White is a player that stepped up considerably the right centre-back position to someone who can distribute far better than anyone we had at the time, that is mm. strong in terms of his pace and recovery speed as well, good timing of challenges, good timing of his runs out from the back. Not perfect, but good. Mm. And I think that that's a level of a 23-year-old when we sign him that he's going to make mistakes and mistakes are made across the board, especially for a young team. But, but Saliba has gone to Marseille. His defensive side of his game has improved dramatically, especially kind of clearances when dealing with crosses into the box. That was something that he struggled with before he went on loan. And I'm glad he made those mistakes when he did out, out with Marseille because that's improved yeah. dramatically. But I just don't get this idea of having to compare them or say yeah, one's better than the other. Madness. Or when Tommy Asu's back, this guy starts. You can't debate with me. You know, Tom, Saliba's going to play. I don't give a toss who's going to play the next game at right centre-back if Tommy Asu starts because they're both great. And I think they would both do a great job. I'm I'm enjoying watching and, both of them. And, and Tom, that's the thing. Like, for me, one of the biggest plaudits I took from the game the other day, really, was um, clean sheets are massive, man. And you know what, Tom? I'm going to put it out on record, man, so you can, you can, quote, you can um, come back to me. Mm. I actually think Arsenal will get more clean sheets than they did last season. So that would be the most we've set, I think, since something like 2012, 2013, if that happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because the thing is, like I said, we've added Zinchenko there. We know, obviously, Tierney's injury issues. Um, Tommy Yasu, unfortunately, at the moment, has, has got picked up something as well. But I think mm. with with the choices we have in terms of how our defensive unit's going to play this season, it'd be interesting to see if whether Mikel Arteta goes and use a system where we do play for it at the back. It probably might happen, Tom, just, just because of the number of games we've got this season. Yeah. And, and we've got the players to do it. That's the thing. It's not it's not a case of shoehorning players into a system in terms of a defensive unit where, oh, you're not really sure it could work. But it, it can work with a flat back four or a three or with wing backs. It can. It can. Yeah, um, we've yeah. got the physicality. We've got the height. We've got the pace. What is there to complain about Arsenal fans? We kept a clean sheet. A tough, <laughs> find tough, something. Tough I think we, I think we've got some. To be fair, let's scroll up in the chat. I think I saw some criticisms. Uh, Milin says Sleeva and Luck performance was as convincing as last season. Second half was awful, um, and they Ooh. followed that with had Eze, 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 definitely Eze scored. Uh, the game was done, despite it being 1-1 if that would have happened. And mid-game management was completely missing. Once Palace got their teeth in, we couldn't not handle it. I mean, if we couldn't handle it, I think we would have conceded. <laughs> I think that's the obvious answer to that. Uh, and David H, thank you so much for becoming a member, my friend. Really appreciate the support. But clearly there is still these doubts. So what needs to happen, Albert? What do we need to do against Leicester and Fulham and Bournemouth and Villa? To, to quell these doubts? Um, the easiest answer to that question is to take um, the next... Uh, 12 points. 12 points. That's the, first, that's the first immediate thing. In regards to sort of the comments you, you kind of brought up, um, I mean, what I would say, whether people agree or not, Palace are no mugs and mm. they're at home. So 
if they're 1-0 down in a game where they can get back into it and they've got the players to do it, of course we're going to come under the cosh. That that was going to happen. I don't see that as an issue. Um, listen, I'd have been, it would have been fantastic if Arsenal had gone there and dominated possession for 70, 80 minutes, but that was never going to be the case at Palace. We're notoriously going to a ground where we don't do very, very well. So my, the way I would flip it is we got a clean sheet. We scored two goals. Set pieces are very, very important as well as open play goals. Um, pick the bones out of that and find the cons in that. Yeah, That's, absolutely. That would be, be, be my answer to what the person was saying. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, uh, a comment uh, from Seance who just simply said consistency. You know, and I think that's what you're saying there is we just need to improve gradually the performance, remain consistent in picking up the points. You know, we've got some really opportunistic fixtures. You know, we're going up against a lesser side yeah. that's obviously conceded two at home to Brentford today. They're gettable. They're not. They're not completely ready. I don't think for the season, mm. but they've got threats in Madison and Vardy and you know these players, etc. They've not brought anyone in yet, so they're technically weaker. I think than they were last year. There's the Tillemans controversy hanging over Leicester, you know, at the moment that could change in this week. Who knows? Maybe there's a little bit of tactfulness going from Arsenal that we're going to pinch him right before we play Leicester. I mean, I'd quite enjoy that to be honest. I like a little bit of the dark side being used by Arsenal sometimes, <laughs> um, but you know, I think that from Leicester. That's a good opportunity, especially at home. The crowd is going to be massively up for that game in the first home game of the season. There's going to be a great feel-good factor around things. And, you know, whatever happens, we go into that that game. I think, what, are we, are we still second? I think Manchester City is 2-0 in the alphabetically still behind us. Yeah. So uh, I'm loving this. I'm saying we're alphabetically second. So that's that's where we're at right now in terms of CGT. Is, uh, but I think Bournemouth no, Bour is second. So we're alphabetically yeah. third. Uh, at this moment in time. So there you go. Um, Sam, thank you for the donation. Says, if White didn't clean up himself, he delayed the attack and allowed others to get into position to cover. Zaha was nullified. What more do we want? Uh, Data for World says, question one thing I noticed in the Palace game is that we need a wide player equivalent to Saka. I think lack of depth was the reason Arteta didn't make an early substitution. What do you think? And he suggests possibly Moussa Diaby as an answer for that. What do you think? Uh, in terms of Moose and Diab, I need to do my homework a little bit more. Mm. Tommy. I'm sure I'm sure we'll have a chat off That's stream fun. one time. You, you can you can you can tell me all, all, all I need to know, mate. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, listen I, again when the links were with Rafinha, I didn't think that would happen anyway. But anyways, but um, I do think it's hard, Tom, because I'm not saying there's not players out there with in terms of maybe the equivalent to Saka or just a little bit under in terms of quality, but. Um, it just depends how Arsenal see their next couple of um, positions that they want to buy. Really, I know yeah. who I, 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 I yeah, I kind of, I still want to miss for? Right? Um, mm. What player wise? Yeah, so yeah. you know my thoughts. Listen, Dra uh, get me in a car, man. I'll bring. You're gonna say Draxler then? <laughs> Draxler. <laughs> No, no, not Draxler. Tom, like I said to you before on your channel, man, get me in the car. I will bring Telemans to Arsenal. <laughs> No, uh, I, I can't disagree. I like him a lot. I don't really know why we're... I, I kind of have theories why we're doing what we're doing. I think it's because they think they're trying to look at other targets who could be better, but just go get him. Just just go get T. Lemons. Bring him in. Well, you know, also, as well, Tom, obviously we bought in um, Marquinhos, but from, mm. if I, from the outside, maybe he won't be blooded in anytime soon. I, I'm, I'm guessing. Because Cup competitions, like, sub-appearances, yeah. that's about it. I don't expect yeah. him to be a starter this season at all, no. Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see, man. It will be. I, I'm, I'm, we've got our, we've got some of our business done early, which does, 
Early enough, shall I say? It depends what kind of Arsenal fan the fence you sit on, really. But, um, mm. but you know what? There's there's a possibility that they will try and bring in. I think realistically, Tom, if they're gonna bring, if we're gonna bring in more players in terms of adding more to squad debt for whatever, I think probably we will get one more done. If we get yeah. two, I think that at a push two, but I think one definitely one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think obviously the club are very active. They are looking to try and do things. They want a midfielder and they want a, a winger. And the thing is that they are only they're only going to bring in the players they are a hundred percent certain are right. You know, if they feel as though for whatever reason Tielemans isn't the guy, they won't sign him. They're clearly interested, but I think yeah. they're looking at other potential targets who they are probably more convinced by who they are. We don't really know, and I think they're looking at potential wide players and what deals can be done. This link to Musa Diaby has come out of nowhere. I'm going to discuss it more on, t- on tomorrow morning's 8 a.m. show. But, you know, I th- I just think that he's kind of a name at the moment that's kind of out yeah. there in the world of wide players. I'm not sure how realistic the idea of going for Diaby is. And he would be very expensive. And you're looking to spend 50, 60 million pound on a player that doesn't start for us right now. You know, people might say that he goes on the left over Martinelli. I'm not sure that I'd drop Martinelli, you know, at the no, moment, no even for Diaby. Right. So to spend that amount of money on a wide player, is it, you're taking quite an investment and a bit of a gamble, and especially when you haven't even agreed a deal with Saka for a new contract yet. So I just think that it's a li- there's a little bit of a question mark for me over the Diaby kind of line and, and so how real or even how sensible that would be. Uh, Amir says, Tom, do you think that Sambi will get good minutes this season? Do you think that Sambi is going to find his way into the team? He came on for a... Uh, what I like to describe as a severe style cameo where a player comes on and then walks off the pitch because the full-time whistle has gone. That's basically yeah. what it is now. What do you think? Uh, I think the fact that he wasn't loaned out um, would tell me that he will get some game time. Probably not in the more prominent Premier League games. You're looking probably at the Europa League games and maybe the League Cup games and FA Cup games. But mm. I think that's about it. Unless, as people have mentioned in the chat, depending on how Arsenal's injury... Um, situation occurs this season hopefully not too bad fingers crossed that it's not yeah. uh juco says uh, tom if we really want to compete with city and liverpool 50 million is nothing to talent we're being added to our squad i hear what you're saying but again you have to be able to spend money cleverly um and mm. manchester city don't spend money i would say cleverly 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 because they don't need to you know they don't they don't need to spend money necessarily in the same way because they've got loads of it so they can throw loads of money on players that don't work out like Stefan Jovetic and um Iliquin Mangala and you know these guys that they've spent so much money on it's not necessarily mm. worked out Chelsea were very similar as well you know the amount of money they would just chuck on random players very similar Liverpool are a much better example you know they're for a team that have spent money in the last few years very very smartly they've sold really really well and they've bought really, really well. And I think that the difference is if Arsenal are going to do what we need to do to close the gap with those teams, is a 50, 60 million pound signing cannot be a miss. We can't afford to miss a mess up that type of deal because if we do, it sets us back two or three years. The signing of Nicolas Pepe hasn't worked. And that right wing position would have been set back two, three years had we not had a miracle kid coming through our youth rank that we do in the terms of, of Bakaya Saka. But we don't have Bakaya Saka's throughout the squad coming through in other positions, unfortunately. So if we're going to go and spend on a midfielder, we can't afford to allow that player to be another Nicola Pepe. To replace Nicola Pepe and find someone to compete with Saka, 
we can't afford to spend 50 to 60 million. Spending that amount of money doesn't guarantee you closing the gap to anyone. It's about how you spend it and what you do that's going to change your ability to compete. What do you think? Tom, you make, Tom, you make a good point, you know, because it, it's... I mentioned this before on your channel before. We we don't... One of the things that frustrates about Arsenal is that we don't sell well. So I know people talk about mm. Liverpool and Man City and the money is spent, but the, if you look at some of their player sales, it's been phenomenal. Chelsea, I look at Zuma, Tammy Abrahams. Um, who's the other guy? Um, Hazard. Um, uh, Liverpool, yeah. you've yeah. got... Solanke, Jordan Ibe, Solanke. Um, yeah. the other Brewster. Guy's name? Brewster. Man yeah. City, let's be even them to be honest, Tom. Jesus, Ferran Torres, Lira Sane, yeah. they've got a lot of money back for those Absolutely. players. Absolutely. Yeah. So people need to remember that. We, until we get back to being the club, right? That actually makes good money on our Stay. players. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So that's one aspect of the club that Arsenal. I don't know how long it's going to take, unfortunately. So that's not going to make Arsenal fans happy. How we're going to actually rectify that and make that mm -hmm. a bit better. I mean, people complain about the Leno thing, for example. But I'm like, Tom, let's be fair. Like, he's, he's a free agent. Like, we're not going to get a lot for him. Yeah. No, no. He's, he's a free agent next summer. And, and we've got 8 million quid. Well, we've got 3 million quid plus a fair few add-ons that hopefully are very achievable. Um, for me, I will judge the club on selling in a year or two's time. When the only yeah. players that are at the club are players that have been brought in by this current regime. I, I'm expectant that Arteta and do will still be at Arsenal in two years' time. That may not be music to some people's ears. I don't really care. Oh, um, don't, don't put people to melt down that. But it's true. But it's, it's true. true. They probably will be here in, in two years. So as they, they probably will. And I think that selling players from a previous regime that no one wants is... Oh. Is is not something I'm going to sit and criticise. To be honest, they, you know, there are players that we may we we signed at the start of the the Arteta era. Your Williams, your Runesons, your Pablo Marie, your Cedrics. Even then, though, the likes of Raul Sanyehi was still having an impact on Arsenal's recruitment and sales division. When we start moving on players like Nuno Tavares, who potentially next summer could be sold, I would expect him to go for more than the seven million pounds that we paid Benfica for him. And if Zinchenko and Tini are still going to be here, I would expect us to be able to get a very decent profit on Nuno Tavares next summer. If, for whatever reason, Sambi Lukonga doesn't make it, I think he would have got enough minutes that he would go for more than the £15 million that we signed him on for. We also are being better with our contracts. We renewed Martinelli two years after he signed. We renewed Saka two years after that last contract. We're in discussions with Gabriel, the centre-back, to sign him up for a new deal, despite the fact he's still got two years, uh, three, two, three seasons left, including this one, I think. You know, we're yeah. being better with these contract situations as well, and we're getting these players tied down when we need to. Following Balogun, he looked like he was going to go. We managed to sign him up to a new deal. And sure, some of the money that we put certain players on, like Runnison, and to a lesser extent, Balogun is on £40,000 per week, which is quite crazy. And of course, the Eddie and Ketia situation with a hundred grand a week deal, he's going to have to justify that. You know, that's a big, big amount of pressure. Mm. But I also think that, you know, I think they've seen something in Nketiah that they're willing to take a bit of a gamble on, willing to say, look, we're going to back you. And hopefully we see the benefit of that. And I, I think there's potential that we will. Um, Sam says, what are your biggest takeaways from the opening first weekend of the Premier League season? Ooh. Um, that is a very good question, Sam. That's a quality question, man. Mm. I'm trying to think. Um, what can I take away? Um, I don't I think, think that we've got to think about the, 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 the promoted teams, like Fulham. Mm. And they're no mugs, you know, what they did to Liverpool. 
you know, Tom, the unfortunate thing is I actually missed that game because um, of the work. But I, I, from what I hear, Fulham should have won. Yeah, they should. Yeah, yeah I watched it. Yeah, they, they should have won. Yeah. But um, it's hard to say, Tom, really, to what to take away from the first week because you have to remember a lot of these players, you know, they're still kind of part of, they've, they, you know, pre-season and it's, it's the fitness levels. And I think if you ask me that question, how how's the season going to take shape after, I don't know, what, the first three months? Then I can probably mm. give you a better answer, but it's difficult after just the one sort of the one Premier League fixture um, so far because, like I said, it's the fitness thing for a lot of these players. I think for me, the the biggest takeaways is obviously that you can't underestimate any team still, and mm. that you know things are going to change rapidly throughout the the season. I also think that you should be taking me lightly in FPL this season because I've had a very, very strong weekend, which I'm very happy about. Um, <laughs> I had a terrible season last year, but I've started this one very strong. Um, I started so, all right. I started, all right. Uh, I, I started pretty good. Now, having the likes of Haaland and Salah and Zinchenko and you oh, know, and, uh, and people in the team, is, it certainly helped me out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've got, I think I've ended on 80-something this week. Oh, so, my yeah, God. That's for killing Very... Man. Very happy indeed with the yeah. opening weekend. I had Mitrovic um, in my team, so nice. I did consider him, but then I went for Jesus and Harland up front with I think I had the lap or something on the bench, you know, someone just to have a decent first team. <laughs> but it's worked out so far. Uh, Liverpool's an interesting one, as Dan says. I wouldn't say they're finished, I, I just think they've started the season in a very odd way. Uh, you know, losing Sadio Mane and how they react to that is going to be interesting. You'd think with Diaz and, and now Darwin Nunez and Salah, of course, they've still got Diego Jota to come back, he's injured, exactly. of course. Um, they've got players to come back. City, we know what they're going. We can expect from them. You know, the dominance at West Ham, a very difficult place to go, and they were very comfortable, very, very comfortable. Was. So, we, if, if Arsenal have got title ambitions, which I'm not talking about for this season, you know, I, I love getting carried away and going a bit over the top. But no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to talk about Arsenal in title credentials this season. Um, but at the end of the day, we need to be in a position where we go to Manchester United on the. 4th of September, I think it might yes, be. that's correct. That's correct. Um, correct. And win. I'm sorry, but that has to, we have to win that game. There are very, very few teams that I think are ridiculous, but Manchester United are ridiculous, and we shouldn't be losing that game, in my view, at all. It's about time, Tom. I, I'm, I mean, the last few years, to be honest, even when Emery was there, United have been due a pummeling at their ground, mm. and we haven't gone there and done it. What are we waiting for? This has to be the season. We've got to go there and give them a, a give them a see into as such because it's they've, they've been due one, but we just haven't taken advantage of it. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't want to go as far as saying there are no excuses because you know there will be five games later down the line and Eric Ten Hag have his teeth sunken a bit more. But looking at them today and looking at oh, what we can do. I mean, I think I think we can we can go to that game and really take it to them, really take it to them, mm. at Old Trafford, and silence that crowd very very quickly. The problem is when we played them last time is that we have a problem of allowing teams like that a little bit too much respect um, mm. and allowing them to build up their play as well. Um, Tavares scored today. I haven't checked the Marseille score. Have you seen Tavares's goal? No, I, I, I haven't seen any. I didn't know he even scored. No, uh, neither did I. So I, <laughs> I didn't well know that he scored. Um, but uh, Chatbox, thank you for pointing that out. Apparently, he scored a bit of a, a bit of a screamer. Wow. Uh, he did indeed. It's half time. It's, it's still going on. That's why uh, I'm going to see if I can quickly find it. What do you make of kind of the uh, 
the the outgoings because that's obviously something that's going on a lot right now. Leno's gone. Pablo Marie could be going soon. Torreira's off to Galatasaray. Do you think this is kind of the catalyst and we're doing it a good time to give ourselves a big window to, to finish with incomings? I hope so. That's the first thing. Um, the Torreira one, I mean... Tom, I, I, you know, in the greatest of respect, that that needed to come to an end. Honestly, it just it's dragged on for so long. Um, mm. It's a shame, man, because you know when I saw him play at the last World Cup in the round of sixteen against Portugal, I said, "Wow!" I said, "If we get him, I'll be very, very happy." Um, mm. Started off okay, but yeah, he, I think it's a mixture of maybe the manager's not fancying him and him not wanting to stay in England. And if you've got a player that's not happy in, in his environment, Tom, I don't care how good you are. It's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. I, I just cannot believe it's taken this long for him to, when he does eventually go, go. Um, but yeah, so, mm. you know, good luck to him with what he does. But he just, he, he, you know, it hasn't worked out. But um, as for the other guys, the likes of, obviously, Tavares has gone on loan and he needed it. Um, it's, I don't know how you feel with Tavares, Tom, because people go, oh, he's young, he's young. I'm like, Mm, like if I think there's a player there, mate. I think there's yeah. a player there. Yeah. If he was 16, 17, 18, you'd be like, you know, Rooney age or half yellow, you'd be like, okay, fair enough. But <laughs> he is 20, he is 22, right? I'm like he is 22. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I still think that you know, he moved to England when he was 21. And I think that he's of he's of a style that didn't really suit the left back position for Arsenal when especially we went to Cedric at right back. Yeah. You know, in the first half of the season, when Tavares played, Tommy Asu was there. Yeah. And that meant that he was able to get forwards yeah. and we had yeah, a very exactly. strong base behind him. In the second half of the season, when Tavares played, Tommy Asu wasn't there. And I know there was mistakes that wasn't because Tommy Asu was there. You know, think of the Palace game and the mistake with Gabriel, of course. But... I just think that that balance wasn't there for him in the second half of the season. And because of recency bias, you know, Tavares got written off so quickly by so many people saying, oh, he's terrible, he's rubbish. And I'm just like, did you not watch the games against Newcastle and Watford and Villa and away at Leicester where he was a boss he, he did well. on he that left-back well. spot? Well. So that's the frustration, I think, for me, you know, is that there is kind of this, there's this kind of, I think Arteta actually says it in the uh, All or Nothing series where he says, you know, English fans... We just kill players. You know, I heard we kill players so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the Real Folk Blue says the All or Nothing series showed that Tavares needs to be stronger mentally and he dwells on his mistakes. And that's youth, you know, that, that comes with youth and that will come with, with age and experience. Let me get your thoughts on the All or Nothing. I've not really talked about it on the channel ah, since it's come out properly. In. What do you think? What do you think? Um, Tom, let me, I'll put it this way to you, right? When the links were first spoken about in terms of it happening, mm. I was like, I wasn't really sure, to be honest. You know, I was like, do I really want to watch it? Um, I still, <laughs> and to some Arsenal fans are very adamant. They don't really care. Um, yeah. They do. They do really. So, <laughs> so I did actually, you know what, Tom? I did actually watch it. I, I, banged, I banged out the first three. Um, mm. The first one, I was kind of quite, not. I won't say hooked is the right word, but I was, like, I was kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. And the next thing was like, oh, okay. It's, it's number two's not. Nicely. Number two's a bit. No, mm, they wasn't. They didn't have enough punch for me. But then, yeah. listen, I, I, I'm not in. The, I'm not in the Arsenal dressing room. I'm not a player, so it's, it's pretty different yeah, from me looking at it as a viewer. But um, I think it will probably spice up in the next couple of series. But yeah, I guess for me, Tom, I wasn't really too fussed when I first originally heard about it, and I was like, 
I will watch it, but if I'm not going to kill myself to watch it. There's some people that set their alarm clocks for midnight. Yeah, was watching yeah. it at midnight. Yeah, forget work in the morning or whatever. I'll watch it, but yeah, yeah a, good, a good first episode, Tom. But the, the, the next two, I was like, mm, Yeah, we'll see that. We'll wait for the rest. We'll wait for the rest. Yeah, I think look, number four is clearly a highlight. Bamiang's controversy is going to be in that one. There's going to be a lot of people that watch that one. I think that'll be probably the most watched episode potentially of the entire series is episode four. We'll have to wait and see as well as the conclusion, of course. Um. I, I think there are some things that are a little bit disappointing about it. I think they rushed the start of it too quick. You know, I think they okay. went into the season too fast. And, you know, we didn't hear enough about the Brentford fallout. The, whether or not people say that's because the cameras weren't really in place, to my understanding, they they were. Um, they, they certainly were around and in place. And, and more mm-hmm. could have been, I think, done during that game. Uh, and in terms of what I want to see coming up. You know, I want to see more behind the scenes stuff. I want to see more tactic stuff. I want to see more of kind of, I don't want to just see drama. I want to see substance, you know, and I think that's a fair criticism that we've not seen enough substance. We've seen a few little cheeky tactics from Arteta, but I I, I want to see more. You know, the, the Manchester City one, I enjoyed a lot because you got to see a lot of what Pep really did with that team. Yeah. I'm hoping that we're going to see more of that throughout the uh, the coming weeks, but I'm, I'm worried that they're just going to prey off the drama of the season and the disappointment at the end, of course, with the Aubameyang controversy, with the Nottingham Forest game. that That's my concern. Um, but I, like you, would have not been waiting until midnight to, to watch it, you know. <laughs> not that, Tom, that there's nothing wrong with that. I just think, you know... I, Tom, what do you think could... What, yeah. what do you think... I had a discussion with one of, my, one of the guys I collab with. He said, sometimes to me in, in life, timing is everything. Um, do, do you think yeah. the timing of it coming out was great or, or could they have done it two weeks ago? I think what? it's... I think it's great commercially for yeah. them. You know, start the season, all the hype's around Arsenal coming back. So you play, you put on that series the day before the Premier League season. You know, you give some people a, d- a thing a day early. So it's perfect timing for that. I don't buy into it being a distraction. I don't think it's a distraction okay. at all. You know, as Arteta said when he was asked about it, he said the distraction was last season when all the cameras were there. You know, that was the distraction. It's there's, there's The distraction's gone. It's finished. You know, they're not filming anymore. So, I no, I don't think so. I saw, and I was very disappointed actually because I rate The Guardian but there was a review by The Guardian that Clive replied oh, to um, that was like, Arteta's a supply teacher and that, you know, this is a series that fans will enjoy unless you're an Arsenal fan, you know. And I, obviously, I think there is a little bit of a sense of wanting to kick Arsenal and just make a joke at Arsenal. And because actually, you know, I think it's a really interesting series too. And there are some disappointing things that I've highlighted. But I, di- I didn't get that. I think there's a, a case of just, you know, the, it being hyped up negatively with hyperbole to, to make it sell a bit more. And, but I, you know, I, I think it's an interesting one. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the next lot of episodes. And I hope that obviously this season goes a lot more successfully than one that was actually documented. So maybe they'll, they'll regret not filming this season instead. Um, but Albert, thank you so much for your time, my friends. I appreciate it. Oh, oh. Tell people where they can find you as always. Um, Tom, it's it's always a pleasure to cover your channel, honestly, mate. Um, yes, people, I have my own channel, Albert J TV. Please come and subscribe. Tom, I want to say a big thank you to you for giving me the last oh, last push to get to the 1K. Mm-hmm. I'm already thinking about 2K. That's my mindset, man. Get that content out thinking there. Thinking forwards. Yeah, That's live it. stories is coming. Weekly surgeries coming back, people. So come and subscribe. But obviously, as you know, I was doing the Women's Euros content. Um, brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, mate. It was it was brilliant. Honestly, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Lovely stuff. Oh, thank you for coming on the show. I'm going to read through some of the more of the chat's comments, but I really appreciate your time as always. And I'll catch up with you soon, fella. Definitely. See you soon. Have a good one. See you later, pal.
much much thanks to albert for coming on the show as always always a pleasure you can find him on youtube at albert j tv make sure you're subscribed he does plenty of fantastic content and as you've just seen there over the last past half hour he's a great guy too so make sure you go and subscribe let's jump into the chat let's go through some more of your questions and comments for the next seven or so minutes uh let's go to uh z blogger who says Guys, and I'm not going to shout, uh, says, what do you make of the Man United uh, today? Do you think they will finish above Arsenal? No, I don't. I haven't thought that they would, and I don't think that they will. Uh, but Daniel says, uh, you wouldn't underestimate Man United, would you? I mean, I don't think I'm necessarily underestimating Manchester United, to be honest. I do think that they are a team that are vulnerable. I think they're going to be a team that are going through transition, and it's going to take a long time for Eric Ten Hag to implement his strategies, if he's able to, you know, because Man United are not Ajax. They are a very, very different beast to to Ajax. So I'm not, I'm not convinced that he is going to be able to integrate what he wants to do. I think Arsenal, ironically, would have been a much better fit for an Eric Ten Hag. I think it would have worked out a lot more. But I was very disappointed in a positive way because I don't want Manchester United to do well, obviously. But I was expecting more. I was expecting to see something. I was expecting to see some evidence that pre-season had made a difference, but they arguably looked worse than they did at the end of last season, which for the Man United team of last season genuinely takes some doing. So I hope it continues. My goodness, I hope it continues. And I really, really hope that they just wither away into mediocrity, which is where they frankly deserve to be. Um, Tom says, Tom, uh, whatever happened to Jonathan David's rumours? Lille's still strapped for cash. And he's a pacey goal-scoring winger who loves to get central. We shouldn't let the Pepe signing taint that club. I don't think we have. You know, we signed Gabriel after the Pepe signing. So I don't think we've let the Pepe deal sour the waters anymore. The problem with Jonathan David is his second half of the season last season was very underwhelming. Uh, he didn't really bring the energy, the flair, the form that made his name and made him kind of t- made clubs take note of what he's capable of. And I think that ultimately has kind of pushed him back down the pecking order, ultimately. But uh, yeah, I think that that kind of link with Arsenal has probably moved on. Who knows? Maybe they'll go back in for him at the late part of the season if they change their mind for someone else. But I think that's probably... I think that ship's probably sailed, uh, unfortunately, if you were very, very keen on seeing that. Uh, Julian says, Tom, first game I know, but uh, if you think we dodged a bullet with Martinez, he looked bullied... I'm not going to say whether or not I think we've dodged a bullet with a player that I've only seen play for one game in the Premier League. But if you're going to ask me who had the better games, Inchenko or Martinez, I don't think you should take too long before coming up with a conclusion as to the answer to that question. So, yeah, I think so. Uh, King says, Tom, are you the new FPL King? We'll have to wait and see, King. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, I'm very, very pleased with my weekend haul of points and very happy with the decisions that I made. That may change in a week's time. I may be looking at the back end of a horrific weekend, but uh, I hope I'm not. And I hope that I've obviously managed to keep consistent with these point scoring weeks. But yeah, it's gone. It's gone pretty well uh, for who I've got so far. Uh, Wow says Martinez didn't look as good as people were saying and lucky not to have given away a penalty. I don't understand how a penalty wasn't given for the tackle. I think it was on Welbeck. I might be wrong. Um, I was trying to watch it on the train back from up north and the, the stream was horrific. The amount of times I was misidentifying players was a joke. So, you know, you're like watching a stream and it's bad signal. It's just blurs, just blurs on the pitch. You, know, you can barely see where the ball is. 
So, uh, but I think I think it might have been Welbeck that went down. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a stonewall penalty. Absolutely stonewall. Uh, Ray says, can Odegaard and Martinelli score 10-plus goals in the Premier League? I think that will be an area we need to improve before the end of the season. Odegaard, 10, 10 goals in the Premier League. I think it's going to be a bit of a push. 10 goals in all competitions, I think, should definitely be a target of Odegaard's. And getting into double figures of assists, of course, as well. That's That's got to be a target. 10-plus in both goals and assists for Odegaard across all comps absolutely should uh, should be it. Uh, Wee Scotch says, where is your Arsenal shirt, Tom? In the wash, because I've worn it far, far too much. Uh, so it's it's gone into the wash. I actually wore it on the stag do. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's currently in the wash. Don't you worry. The Arsenal shirts will be back. I'm hopefully getting my pink shirt ar- arriving this week, early this week. So that will complete the set. And I'm very, very excited to see it. Anyway, uh, we are going to wrap things up. I'm sorry for the slightly, I say sorry for the slightly shorter show. I've been going for nearly 50 minutes. Um, but uh, thank you for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video as always. Subscribe if you're new. I'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning, of course to bring you all the latest Arsenal news, views, and transfer news. Um, But thank you so much. Uh, As always, I will see you bright and early. A massive thank you as well to Albert for joining us. Um, But most of all, as always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners. What a win. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.